Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to have joining me Natalie Jones, our Extension Specialist for Family Health. Welcome, Natalie. Thanks for having me. October is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and today we are just going to have an open, honest, casual conversation about, about breast health and about how women can protect themselves and um, be very mindful about potentials in breast cancer. Let's just start with the whole idea of what is National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Right. No, exactly right. Everything that you've mentioned, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month is really a chance for us to raise awareness about the importance of detecting breast cancer early, and mainly because breast cancer is the second most common kind of cancer found in women. And so about one in eight women born today in the United States will get breast cancer at some point. And so that is a staggering amount of women. That is a pretty significant statistic there. So there is some, I'm just going to throw this in there. There is some interesting information because actually a lot of breast cancer research is done on women, but actually there's been research done about trying to include more men into this breast cancer awareness month as well, just because there isn't a lot of information on signs and symptoms for men and how to detect breast cancer early. So when they do get breast cancer, it usually ends up being more fatal than women because it is rare. And so it isn't something common. So that's just something to also include as well that men are included in National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. However, we are going to be focusing mainly on women and different tests that a lot of women have heard of as well. I think that's a great point, Natalie, because we just so often associate breast cancer with women, but it is true that men can also can also get breast cancer. Let's talk a little bit about breast cancer survival and the potential to be able to survive a breast cancer diagnosis. Right. So this is exactly why we want to have Awareness Month around breast cancer because it is good news that most people can survive breast cancer if it is found and treated early. So the way that that's done is called a mammogram. And this is a screening test that's done for breast cancer. So it can help find breast cancer early when it's easier to treat rather than when it's later and maybe more difficult to get rid of as well. And let's talk a little bit more in detail about a mammogram. What exactly is it? Yeah, so a uh, mammogram, again, is, is a screening tool used to detect early breast cancer. Um, it's basically like an X-ray exam of the breast. So a mammogram are most often used to find breast cancer early, such as when there are no signs of breast cancer. And mammograms can also be used when there are some signs of concerns. Like a lot of people know how to do a breast exam, so they on themselves or if they go into their gynecologist, so they may feel a lump in their breasts or experience some pain that they or discomfort that they usually don't have with their breasts. So when should someone get a mammogram? Yeah, so the U.S. Preventative Service Task Force actually recommends that women ages 50 to 74 get a mammogram every two years. So typically it would be 50 and above every two years. 
However, that is different for everybody. So the U.S. also encourages women ages 40 to 49 to talk with their doctors about when they should start getting mammograms. However, it is important to talk to your healthcare provider if you have any symptoms, a change in your breast, or if there's breast cancer in your family. So then your your healthcare provider may suggest that you actually have a mammogram before the age of 50, as well as more often than that typical recommendation. So if you go into like your typical well woman's exam that you should be having when you're either sexually active or starting your period, your gynecologist will right? Do a breast exam on you every, again, that's every two years. So if they feel something when you're, let's say like around 30 years old, then they may suggest getting a mammogram instead of waiting until you're 50. And we were chatting just before we started recording today. And I and I shared with you that my healthcare provider actually recommended, I think I was 35, to get my first mammogram because there was a family history of having breast cancer. And um, more than anything, as it was explained to me, that they just wanted a baseline measure so that in case there was any changes in the future, they would be able to compare. And I don't remember exactly all the medical right, terminology. Compare and but detect it earlier. Right, right. And, and no difference. And exactly. be able to, to see changes within um, the breast tissue. Where can someone go to get a mammogram? Yeah, so many clinics and hospitals have mammograms, but even now because of the breast cancer awareness and everything that's been going going on with this, there are actually different types of those traveling vans and buses where they have mammogram services available. Usually there are places near or close to your community um, where you could go to get a mammogram done. So you should always talk to your healthcare provider about that. This is very similar to what you're saying about being able to track those changes. So if you have a choice and if it's possible, then you should try to go to the same facility every time that you get a mammogram done, whether that's every year or every two years. That way they can easily compare those results. But if you are going to a facility for a first time, then bring a list of those places and dates of the different maybe mammograms or biopsies or other breast treatments that you've had done before. So bringing in that history to your your doctor's office. And if you've had a mammogram at another facility, you also, again, should just bring those records with you if you have them for them to compare. I know last year when I had a mammogram that they they called to schedule it, so it wasn't something that I had to remember, which I greatly appreciated from my healthcare provider. But they there was also some type of special event that was going on. So when I showed up, like they gave me breakfast with juice, and I got a little T-shirt and little informational. It was it was just a really neat day. Yeah, um, which it's a great day to get. get I, I know, yeah. I know, but I do feel like that you do see often mammogram events promoted in. In, in different communities, and, and as you mentioned, it may be something that's a that's a traveling mammogram, especially that may go to a smaller, more rural community, but a great opportunity for individuals to reach out and take advantage of exactly. that service. Exactly. How should one prepare themselves for a mammogram? Yeah, so schedule your mammogram or have your doctor call you to schedule your mammogram. I know, mammogram. isn't that great? Yes, but ideally... For a lot of people, there's that fear or concern about mammograms. So if you can, try to get a time on your calendar when maybe your breasts aren't tender or swollen to help reduce that discomfort and for them to get good pictures of your breast tissue. So this would just be like avoiding the week before your period, say, or whenever you feel like your breasts are going to be the most tender. And then on the day of the exam, 
Some people say don't wear deodorant or antiperspirant because some substances they say can show up on an x-ray as a white spot. However, that's up to you and your doctor will know best based on the machine that they are using if that will hinder the exam and they will make sure to tell you that. A lot of times for comfort, a lot of people recommend that you wear like pants and a shirt or a skirt and a shirt instead of a dress to a mammogram office so that that way all you have to do is remove your top and your bra for the mammogram because they will give you that. Like a hospital gown. Yes, thank you. A hospital gown. And so you don't have to be totally undressed to take the mammogram so you may feel a little bit more comfortable. And then also just making sure that you discuss any recent changes or problems that you're noticing with your breast to your healthcare provider before scheduling the mammogram, and that will help as well with their preparations of the mammogram. Okay, this deodorant tip is a really good one because I did not know that before I went and had my first mammogram. And they do give you like baby wipes or something to to wipe down with. But I had scheduled it fairly early in the day. And then I was like, I should have brought deodorant with me to put, to put yes, on yeah. afterwards. So that that's a great tip. That yeah. was just not something that I knew and maybe most women right. do. I just didn't know ahead no, of time. No, I don't think it's something that's normal. And so yeah, so if you don't wear deodorant before your mammogram, that's totally normal. Yeah. But if you're not going home afterward, if you're like going to work right, or going somewhere right. else, then you might want to take, you know, a deodorant with you to put it on after your exam. It made me self-conscious. I can understand that. Um, any other tips for getting a mammogram that you might be able to share with us? Yeah, I think really just, again, describing any problems or changes, any medical history that you think would be important, such as any surgeries or hormone use or breast cancer in your family would be important information to share with your medical provider. And then before getting any type of image test, tell the technologist if you're breastfeeding or if you think that you might be pregnant. That's just important information for them to have to keep you safe during that x-ray portion. One thing that I think many women hear or might prevent them from scheduling a mammogram is that they are afraid that it is going to be painful. Let's talk a little bit about just what will having a mammogram feel like. Right. I think that that is exactly one of the big barriers of a mammogram is that, and honestly, for any um, well-woman exam, there's a lot of fear along what that will look like and what that will feel like. And so... Just going to be honest, right? The mammogram is not going to be a comfortable procedure for most women. However, it is a very short time of discomfort. So the actual meeting will probably take about 20, 30 minutes, very typical to your normal doctor's visit. However, the x-ray portion, that mammogram will only take a few moments, a few seconds. Um, so that uncomfort feeling will go away soon. And it actually depends on a lot of different things. So some women may have discomfort and some women may not. A lot of things alter that, whether it's the technician who's using the x-ray machine, whether it's your breast size or how much breast they need to get pressed in order to have a good x-ray. And then honestly, some people just feel more sensitivity than others as well. So it's really all very up to the individual and the technician as well of what's taking place. So what happens next after someone has gone for the, the mammogram? Yeah, so after you've had the mammogram taken, um, a doctor will be who is trained will look at the mammogram to review the x-ray, and he or she will look for early signs of breast cancer or any other problems. 
it usually takes a few weeks to get the results back. And most often they're shared with your healthcare provider. And typically people, I feel like, want their information like 10 days is like that common time. They want it in 10 days, right. but it may take a little longer than that. So if you have not received a report from your mammogram within 30 days, then that's when you want to call either your healthcare provider or the mammogram center that you went to have the test done. So give it about a month and then I would call. And I'll just throw this into that the the first time I went, my healthcare provider, you know, said to me, he said, you know, don't be concerned if you get a letter in the mail or if we call you and say you need to come back and have this done again because sometimes it can be something so simple, maybe like a deodorant spec or some type of shadow, or just if you just you know maybe move a little bit while they're taking the picture. So he said, don't panic if you get that letter in the mail or if we call you and say that, just come in and do it all again, and we just want to make certain that everything is is, is how it is supposed to be. Right, and it's be- better to be safe than sorry, you know, and it is a short moment of feeling uncomfortable or feeling, you know, exposed, but it really will help in the long run, and it's worth that small little bit of uncomfortableness if it's going to protect your health. Why are breast cancer screenings so important? Yeah, so again, it's so important, preventative health care, because regular mammograms are the key, basically, in finding breast cancer early. So with the help of screening, such as mammograms, breast cancer can be found early, and for most women, then they're able to live long and healthy lives. So don't be afraid of a mammogram. Remember that only two to four screening mammograms in a 1,000 people lead to a diagnosis of breast cancer. So Most likely, you're going to be okay, like your doctor said. If you get a letter, though, you have to come back. They'll redo the screening, make sure that the test is correct or not, and then move forward with the different processes. And in today's discussion, we've we've really focused on mammograms and understanding more about mammograms. But I think it's also important for us to point out how important breast self-exams are for women to be doing on a regular basis so that they can notice if there's any type of, of change within their breast and then reach out to their healthcare professional to be referred for a mammogram or whatever that next step may be. Yeah. And the best time to do that is in the shower. It's just and a lot of people say, so I've Hopefully, you're showering regularly, basic hygiene, (laughs) hopefully. hopefully. And so when you're in the shower, that's going to be a really good, easy place for you to have a private breast exam with yourself. And if you do notice anything different, than to talk to your healthcare provider. This is probably, I think, one of the best freebie type things that's ever given away out there. It was like this little informational hook thing that went on your shower head that talked about how to do um, a self-breast exam and how often to do it. But it was just a great reminder because you'd be in the shower and you'd look up and you would see it there. And you're like, oh, yeah, I need to do that or I should do that. So thank you, Natalie, for bringing awareness and just helping us understand more about breast cancer awareness and um, learning more about mammograms. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.